0: we're talking about victory in the everyday problems of life and needs of life. We're talking about how we function. We function as a three-part person. We have a body that's not going to last. We have a soul, which is made of our mind, will, and emotions. And we have a spirit in which God's spirit dwells. And the Bible says that our spirit will never die. He'll take us to heaven if we're a child of God. So we must believe what God says about this, and follow him. Now, one of the areas where we have trouble if we're not careful in our emotions is in negative thinking. Many years ago, the wise man in Proverbs 23.7 said, as a man thinks within himself, so is he. You and I are not what we think, we are what we think we are. You see, if we think we are a certain person, if we think we are a certain person, kind of guy or gal that's really what we become with the sum total of our thoughts and there's not any question about that marcus aurelius a roman philosopher said our life is what our thoughts make it he was right a person is literally what he thinks and believes his personality is the sum total of his thoughts you are today what your thoughts beliefs and convictions have made you now many times you're not defeated by your circumstances but it's, it's your thoughts because you, your attitude toward your circumstances is the problem. And what you think about those are very important in having victory. Medical science has demonstrated that it is generally not long hours or hard work that drains our energy so much. It's our wrong attitude concerning work. Mental attitude plays an important part in one's physical condition. Our lifespan, our success, or failure. I, in my own life, I came to understand this in my early life as a preacher. I worked really hard. I studied really hard. And I did everything I could for the Lord. I worked so hard for the Lord. And I remember so often when I preached, I would be so tired, I could hardly drag myself home. And that was preaching one sermon on a Sunday morning. And then I would come back Sunday night, not even rested from the morning. But then when I learned that God's spirit really lived in my spirit. I knew that, but I didn't know it really either. And I began to let him control me from the inside. And I began to ask him to guide me in preparation and guide me in preaching and be in charge and lead me. And I just turned it over to him. If there were great responses, great. If not, then it was up to him. I was simply his instrument. And when I began to do that, the physical weariness was not nearly so great because I was I was under the power of his spirit. I was not doing it myself. I was not dependent upon myself. And uh, usually in life, we confess what we think. For the Bible says, Jesus said it, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you think you will fail, you probably will. If you think you can't, then you probably can't. If you don't think you can overcome a problem, then you usually will not. And so if we confess defeat constantly, we'll probably be defeated. Medical science has come to believe that what God revealed in the time of Solomon is true for they have demonstrated that it's generally not long hours or hard work that drains our attitude as I said but it's our attitude toward the work. So the average Christian today keeps his mind and speech so cluttered with negatives and doubts that he's forfeited almost all hope and expectation for anything better. So we got to change our thinking habits. We're talking about not being a negative person. Now, let me mention some of the characteristics of negative thinking. First is what I call the poor me syndrome. All of us are guilty of this at times, but some people seem to live there all the time. This is to always expect the worst and to see the worst and feel the worst and think the worst. It's to feel poor me. Nobody had it as bad as I do. This attitude is negative thinking. Satan is the one who leads us to think that way. It certainly destroys all of our youthfulness, How often when a person who thinks this way sees that something did not go as planned or he wished it to will say, well, it happened just about like I expected. Nothing ever seems to go right for me. That's the poor me syndrome because you think you will fail and you have convinced yourself about it, and you will. You expect the worst and you get it. You see, a person who confesses fear, anxiety, and defeat does so because he believes in fear, anxiety, and defeat. He believes in those things because his mind is always dwelling on them and he will ultimately come to believe what you think in your mind. So another uh, example of uh, poor me syndrome or or really negative thinking is what I call I'm-no-good syndrome. Certainly the devil is the author of this one, but most of us don't realize it and we begin to feel, you know, I'm really no good, I'm worthless, and I can't amount to anything, I'll never achieve, I'll never succeed, and there are many people who when we're asked, how are you, we inform them of how terrible how everything is. And you see, when somebody says, how are you, that's a friendly greeting, that's not an invitation to give you the problems of your life. And uh, people will quit asking if you keep telling them that. And I think what's important here, to understand that many of us have been conditioned to feel this way by the way we've uh, grown up. Maybe our parents told us we would never amount to anything. Maybe a father or a mother said that to us. And maybe uh, we were told that by a teacher or a friend or a relative. And it's easy to develop that attitude if you've been told that. And uh, I I heard about a uh, uh, fellow. Let me go on first and I'll say this in a minute. But I think it's important for us to realize that God says who we really are. And that's what we need to believe, what God says we are. And if you're a believer, God says you're a child of the king. He says you belong to him. He says you are an overcomer. He says you're a victorious person. And he says I've given you the power to be that. Now, another concept of negative thinking is what I call everybody's out to get me mood. A lot of folks have this attitude. They're very suspicious of everybody. They feel like everybody's trying to do them in. Everybody's trying to cheat them. Everybody's trying to hurt them. Everybody's somehow seeking to get at them. Like the fellow I heard about who went to his first football game. He'd never been before. He was enjoying everything until the first play, and the 11 guys on one side got in a huddle, and he got up and left. His friends said when he found him outside, why did you leave? Well, I was afraid when I saw all those 11 guys huddling that they were talking about me. Well, of course, one thing about that is we have a big focus on ourselves as everybody's talking about us. And then that's what I call the I can't concept. I find so many believers who say, well, I can't teach and I can't witness and I can't serve God in this and I can't do that. There's nothing that I can really do. I just have to serve the Lord in my poor, weak way. Well, of course, the Lord doesn't want our poor, weak way. He wants us to quit and let him take over. He wants us to serve in his way, in his power. Do you know a lot of people who say they're too young or too old for God to use, or they don't have enough education, or they don't have this, or they don't have that? But that's not what God says. He says, I can use you. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Then there's what I call the I dread concept. I hate to go to work today. I hate the thought of going to the office. I'm going to have a splitting headache today. I just feel it coming on. I just dread studying for that test. And is it a wonder that we have a wrong attitude when we enter our life each day? With such thinking and the Bible has answers for us and we're going to talk about that tomorrow and I hope you'll be back with me. And remember just trust Jesus today, don't think Dave.